0: Hello there. Thank you for joining us on David Ibiomi Podcast. We believe that a sermon you're about to hear will enlighten your mind and grant you the true salvation that can only be found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. God sent me because of you, and until you are blessed, heaven will not rest. Message is Behold the Comforter, part one. The subtopic today is life and the world. The greatest need of any believer is to know the person of the Holy Spirit for you to make impact on the earth. Christianity without knowing the personality of the Holy Spirit is trying to drive a car without an engine. We're in a world today where we have great sermons without manifestations, great orators without power. Oratory without power is nothing more than motivation it gets you excited it affects your mind but it does not affect your heart in First Peter 4 verse 11 it says if any man speak let him speak as the oracles of God not as orators today people have left speaking as oracles they're not speaking like orators the Holy Spirit is God is the third person in the Godhead is just as much God as the Father and Jesus it's not a dove it's not a force it's not a fire or a wind that emanates from God. He is God. He is a person. He's a person who has a presence. He's not an it, It is Him, capital H I M. The Holy Spirit is not an attitude, atmosphere, or environment. He's a person who talks, thinks, and plans. In John chapter 16 verse 13, the Bible declares habit when He, that means He's a person. The Spirit of Truth is come. He will guide you to all truth, and he shall not speak which means he talks of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. We are living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. It was first introduced in Genesis chapter one, one and two. The outstanding impact of Jesus' ministry on earth was the Holy Spirit in His life, and I pray today you will have your own personal encounter with him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> now hear this. A young boy who works with me was a full-time pastor. He has to resign because of his heart. He had a complicated heart issue. So he resigned to be a part-time pastor. And I was meditating on the Holy Ghost. A white deep meditation. I said, come on. I said, time." And I asked the other pastor with him to say, pray for him. He prayed for him. And I said, put your hand where your heart is. And I quoted the same scripture the pastor quoted. He could not stand. And the spot the heart was regretted now listen as if it was not enough I came downstairs to cut my hair and a young man had injury on his legs who was playing football and for three weeks he has not been able to wear shoes and I said the Holy Ghost is not a feeling it's a person I said break your leg I was cutting my hair I said now in the name of Jesus I command every part damaged place on this spot he did like this he said sir no single pain not even one pain now hear me beginning from today the Holy Ghost will become real in your life in the Jesus Christ is not a feeling, it's not a dove, it's a person. Now, hear this and hear me well. If Jesus needed him, then we all need him. You need the Holy Spirit for impact, for miracles, for healing, for salvation of souls. Your preaching can't win any soul if it's not there. You need him for power, you need him to live a holy life. Without him, you can't live in holiness. Without the Holy Spirit, sin will be, be setting you left and right. You need him to live holy. Holiness is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Without him, your Christianity will be dead. The Holy Spirit is eternal, that is no beginning and no end. He's omnipresent, meaning he's present everywhere at the same time. He is omnipotent, means he's all powerful. He's omniscient, all-knowing. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. We see the eyes have gone, see he gone, not seen, ears has have not heard. Never say that the heart of man, the things God has prepared for them. For he said, verse 10 says, For God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit, what? Such it all to see the things. So he knows all things. How many things? There's nothing he does not know. Why is he called the Holy Spirit? God is not called holy. Jesus is not called holy. Yet they are holy. Then how come they call him Holy Spirit? God is holy. Jesus is holy. Yet the Bible did not call them holy God, holy Jesus. Why? But why did he call him Holy Spirit? He's called the Holy Spirit because of what he does and achieves in us holiness. And 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, I will read the NIV so you can get what I'm talking about. He said, God chose you as first fruits to be path. So, To be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. The word sanctify means to make holy. To make what? So his work is to make holy. That's why the Bible refers to him as the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one who comes to sanctify you to make you holy. The Holy Spirit is us to be holy. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. In John 14, 16 to 18. Now hear this. It says, And I'll pray the Father, He shall give you another comforter, Jesus speaking, that he may abide with you, what? Not for a time, or he will not stay with you for one month and go away. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seared him not, neither know him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. And he will not leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. Now, the world... Another comforter in Greek means Alos Parakletos. And Alos means one exact in kind. That's the meaning. Nature and character and operation. So he's, he's saying, He's another comforter like me, Jesus. The way I am Jesus to you, that's how He will be to you when I leave. I'm understand now. Jesus was one person. He couldn't go every other place. Then He said, I'm sending another comforter. So He's Jesus Unlimited. He said, whatever I am, I am to you just the way I am. That every time Peter James and John had problems, they ran to Jesus, through and he gave them answers. Was there anywhere they ever going to him and said, Go back and come again? He are you saying now that Jesus is no more there? So life he be said, No, whatever I am to you is who this one will be to you. So he is Jesus on is everywhere the same time, he will reveal himself to you right now shout aloud amen Amen. so it's another comfort like Jesus in every way, it's simply Jesus Jesus was simply saying to his disciples that he is just like me will be with you and more importantly he will be in you now, today I'm taking two things attributes of the Holy Spirit if you have an encounter with him, your Christianity will change I don't want you it's not one thing you just vibrate and fall, that's not it keep studying him every day. I said something to my wife, when I was sitting with my mentor, and he explained the scripture to me. I didn't understand it. But today, I was lying down when he unveiled that word to me. Like, So, a pastor can preach to you until he reveals it to you. You can understand. He shared with me, I understood the peripheral aspect of it, but I could not get the depth he has. I was lying down today, he just brought it like this. He said, this is what he means, and this is what he's saying. Somebody can share with you if Holy Ghost is not there, forget it. You can hear the voice of a preacher until you hear the voice of God. They are not the same. It says the voice of the Lord it is powerful. This is the voice of a preacher it is powerful. There are differences between hearing the preacher and hearing him. A preacher preacher and you hear him, your life will turn. And this day, your life will turn. Attributes of the word Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit creates and gives life. The Holy Spirit. Creates and what gives life. Life is priceless and precious. <laughs> That's why I'm laying this foundation first. The giver of life is the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 3 6. He said, But the Spirit giveth life. The Spirit of God gives what? So He's the giver of life. Say so with me, Holy Spirit. You are the giver. Of life. In John six sixty three, the NIV it said, The Spirit gives life. Mary The flesh counts for nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are full of the Spirit and life. He is the Spirit of life. Romans 8 2. It was the one that came upon Mary and gave her life. Today, he will come upon you and all that concerns you and give life in the name of Jesus. In Matthew 1, 18 and, 19, and 18 and 20. The Holy Spirit is the life of God dwelling within you. There is a even spirit of your dwelling in you. It shall weaken your mortal body. Romans 18, verse 11. So from today, Spirit of the living God, you are the giver of life. Every path of my body give life to it. Whatever concerns me, give life to that aspect. And one minute, lift your right now and say, Holy Spirit, give life. Where do you want Him to give life? Talk to Him, He will give you. Give life to my brain. Give life to my kidneys. Give life to my... Speak to Him. Say, Holy Spirit, give life to every organ in my body. Talk to Him. Holy Ghost, give life to my kidneys and my heart. Holy Spirit, give life. The giver of life. Give life. <laughs> my, 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 my. In the name of Jesus, from this day, he will give life to whatever you have asked in the name of Jesus. That ministry dying will receive life right now. That business that was dying will receive life whatever is dead in you take back in the name of Jesus in Job 33 verse 4 he said the spirit of God had made me and the breath of the almighty had given me what? so he created you now if he created you that means he can create anything they say kids are dead he's the one who made you and the maker can lack There's no the maker can lack a product he made he said, the spirit of God made me. The spirit of God has what? And the breath of the Almighty. So he is your creator. And there is no day the creator can lack his product. He has a spare part for your spine. He has a new part for your kidneys. Whatever has packed up before now, receive new ones in the name of Jesus. They've told you your kidneys are already going in. As I'm speaking in the name of Jesus, two new kidneys right now. They've told your heart is not working; a new heart right now. They told you that child has a hole; the hole is filled in the name of Jesus. They've told you glaucoma; you're going blind. Receive new eyes in the name of Jesus. Whatever is missing in your body, receive a new one as I'm talking. Somebody's amen all over the world. He's a testimony. Shout the Lord, amen, if you're a believer. Shout the Lord, amen, if you're a believer. Your body, your personality, and everything about you and I is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of life within you that keeps you living and breathing every moment. In Ezekiel 37 5 to 6 and 14. Thus saith the Lord unto these bones: Behold, our cause is to enter into you and you shall live. And I'll let sin is upon you. I'll bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put what? Breath into you and you shall leave. You shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 14. I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I in the Lord have spoken it and performed it. Say the Lord, wherever you are, ought to be in life, that you have not gotten, today you will get there. Anywhere you are supposed to be, that life has been stagnated, He will move you to get there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now number two, the Holy Spirit is the revealer of the Word. When you quote the Bible, you are quoting the Holy Spirit in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 21 for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost is the author of the word of God to us he breathed through man the holy scriptures he inspired holy men of God to write the Bible In 2 Timothy 3 16 and 17 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Holy Spirit spoke every word through 40 people sensitive to him. The Bible is made up of 66 books which contains 1189 chapters. Now listen, (laughs) I'm going to go deep now. Have you received a test before from someone And as you're reading the text, you began to laugh. What was written was in words, but you heard a voice. You heard his voice in the word. He didn't speak, he wrote, but you heard the voice. Someone may wonder what is making you to laugh by reading. What you got is not what he got. The person at you say, why is this man laughing? Just reading the message. Because you were able to hear the person's voice in what he wrote. That is how when you read Bible and you get the voice of God. The way you will respond will be different from the man we just read in it. In Psalm 29, 3 to 5, 7 to 9. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. And the waters is the word of God. Ephesians 5 to the 6. So the voice of the Lord is upon the word. So whatever God says, it's Him speaking. And today it will come to pass in your life. God's voice is upon every word here. He said, The God of glory, thundered." The Lord is upon many waters. Verse 4. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar. That means when that voice is heard, no force can stand it. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord divided the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaked the wilderness. The Lord shaked the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord made the hands to come and he described the forest and in His temple did everyone speak of his glory. Shout hallelujah. Why do you quote the Bible and somebody quoted the same scripture something happened? And you quoted something nothing happened. I will tell you why. If you want to see the power of the word don't ever quote scriptures without him breathing his breath on the word. I'm going to explain it deeper. Two people can be quoting scriptures and not get the same results. But when you know that the scripture, there is an author called the Holy Spirit and then you now quote it with his voice on it, not your voice. The Holy Spirit is the one that wrote the word True. If you transcribe somebody's tape, are you the author? Who is the author? So the Bible, the author is the Holy Spirit. Peter, James, and John only transcribe what he said. He is the author. It is the vital force for you to gain access to the truth. Many read the Bible but cannot draw power because they don't connect with him with their hearts. Let me read 1 John 2.27 but the anointing which you have received of him abided in you where is he, is he inside you the anointing is the Holy Spirit and you need not any man teach you but as the same anointing teach you of all things and his truth and is no lie and as this I taught you you shall abide in him one thing is that he wanted us to know what he knows he wanted his wisdom deposited in us he wanted his breath to breathe his life through his word to us I said, the words I speak to it, they are spirit and they are alive. True? He that the spirit are quickened. The words, the word I speak to you, they are spirit, John 63. He wanted us to see what he sees and how he looks at us. He wanted us to feel what he feels. Now, hear this every time you read or speak the word, the anointing in the word is being unleashed. He ensures the word you speak produces. Unfortunately, many people don't know that. So when they quote, they are not conscious of him. If I take the speech of a president in an address, and I said, this is the address of the president, and I put it, and I began to read as a representative, whose speech is being heard? Why not me read it? My voice is only echo. The speech is president. That was why when Moses went to Pharaoh, there was no Bible then. He said, Pharaoh, hear this. My voice is only an echo. Let my people go. Did God confirm it? Moses was not talking his language. He was conscious of the one who sent him. And he said, Pharaoh, hear this statement. He didn't go there to speak another thing. He said, let my people go. That was not the language of Moses. That was the language of God. Every time you read Bible and quote Bible, know you are quoting the Holy Spirit and be conscious that He's the one speaking. Miracles will happen. Don't quote it as your language. Quote it as his language. I pray you understand this moment. Never quote Bible as your own. Quote Bible as his own. Anything you say will happen. I'm understand what I'm saying. here? In Luke 517, I'll give you the practical example. Jesus was teaching. And he came to the as a Saturday. Day, as he was teaching. And there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee. And what? Judea and Jerusalem. And they were of the Lord was present because the world is Himself teaching. As He was teaching, the word, the anointing of the Holy Ghost was on the word. That's the voice of God. Theology is different from the word. The Spirit of God is on the word. So when you are conscious of that, you release it without consciousness, it's bound to produce. You cannot speak His word with the consciousness of the Holy Ghost his breath on the world without getting answer. So when you point your head towards an evil man and say you are dead and in your spirit man there is the word. That man must die. When he said by slice you are healed. The power in the world must go forth and heal the person. Because the world there is a spirit behind it that goes to the body and says sickness get out now. The spirit is the Holy Ghost back in the world. It must not return void. There's nothing you say from this book that will not produce when you're conscious of the power of the Holy Ghost. So, I pray you have understanding today. Thank you for listening. Join us same time, same place for more life-transforming messages with David Ibioge. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also follow the link in the description box to purchase full audio messages and e-books. God bless you. Until you are blessed, rest.